0: Hey friends, your pal Mike Shafe from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. In this somewhat weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running the hardcover campaign adventure Scarlet Citadel by Kobold Press. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive material, tips, tricks, video previews, the City of Arches source book, a dedicated Discord channel, all different kinds of material. But most of all, they help me put on shows like this. To the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you so much for your support. If you want to join the Patreon for Sly Flourish, you can do so by finding a link to it down in the show notes below so we had the holidays and then i got sick so it's actually been a month since i've run a scarlet citadel game it's been about a month since i've run any d d game it's been the longest period of time i haven't run a DD game in years and it has made me very sad so i'm very glad that today i get to play some d d with my friends and we are running scarlet citadel so in the last session of scarlet citadel i have to remind myself what happened they were involved they were on level two of the citadel and there's a bunch of time travel zaniness going on. They actually had, they went backward and forward in time. They saw all kinds of strange versions of the Scarlet Citadel from hundreds, you know, tens of thousands of years in the future and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years in the future, the past, all kinds of zaniness came out and they got beat up pretty bad. They fought a shambling mound that they had found in some garden version of the Scarlet Citadel, 50,000 years in the future, they fought a huge construct, this great big haunted construct that came to go. It was a, it was a clockwork myrmidon. They ended up grappling the clockwork myrmidon into the time travel thing and having a big fist fight zipping through different worlds, vi- different time periods. And eventually they came to a far future where like terrible Cthulhu monsters that vomit out acid, were there and they kicked the, they kicked the Myrmidon out into this world. And at which point a tentacled horror wrapped itself around the Myrmidon and, and vomited acid on it. And it's melting and is reaching out towards the characters like, no, don't leave me here. Like, no help. I'm your friend now. And they're like, bye. And they gave it the finger and then zipped to a hundred thousand years in the future where they saw where the elves had moved the library. And there was a bunch of elves there. This was a really fun moment. There was a bunch of elves there. And the elves were like, who the hell are you? And one of the player, one of the characters took out this strange, powerful artifact and said, we don't know what this is. Figure it out for us and threw it to them. I th- maybe it was in the past that they went. No, I think it was the far future. And they handed it the elves and the elves are like, what is this? And they're looking at this thing. Now it was the past. I take it back. I'm sorry. It was the past. They threw it into the past. And the elves are like, what is this? And then they zip forward into the future and they saw the Myrmidon 30,000 years later. And it's just got like branches and trees and stuff growing out of it. This wrecked Myrmidon that had died only seconds ago in their battle. But 10,000 years in the future is now like this rusted hulk with like trees growing out of it. And then they zip back to modern day and they got a note from the elves who had ended up using the artifact to build a monument to this God creature, this entity known as the weird weaver. And the monument they built was the monument that the characters have already seen underneath the church of cores in the city. And I of course told my players, I totally knew that you were going to somehow take this artifact and throw it to your, to the elves and that that would result in creating the very temple that you have already that's how tightly woven my campaign is that i know these things are going to be the case and they're like yeah you're full of shit and i'm like yeah i am full of shit i totally made that up but it was cool right it was it was so cool like when things tie together like wow that's really cool so that was a really fun way to kind of show how how this because like, I don't know how the hell this time travel is going to work. I have no idea. I didn't, I'm didn't. i rolling dice on a table to see where they're going to go. And I had no idea when the players were like, take this artifact. And I didn't even know. And there is this like weird loop in the artifact where, like, well, this artifact got built somehow. And then the characters grabbed it. And they threw it in the past. And then the people from the past took it and put it in this monument. But then the original one is also still powering the furnace in the other room. Which means there's actually, for, for a period of time... Of a probably ten thousand years, there were two copies of the same artifact in two different places in the world that were actually relatively close to one another, and then this this little loop in the time period occurred, and that meant there's now there's now only one of them again, right? Use use the exploding head meme gif please so like that was really really fun so then (laughs) so the characters made really interesting choices and then they made really bad choices of like we're tired we don't have any spells we don't have any hit dice we've gotten beat up by Myrmidons and all these things and we have no health what do we do and they're like well we could go back to our safe room but that's being overtaken by ooze so we don't know if that's really great we could just leave but do we really want to just leave the whole dungeon which was the right answer. The right answer was yes, you should leave. And then they said, no, let's just find a place to stay. And then they're like, well, here's a room. Let's open this up. Oh, look, it's the bedroom of the big boss of this level. We haven't faced him yet. We haven't killed him yet, but we could just sleep in his bedroom. We'll just move a dresser in front of the door. That will be fine, right? Nothing will happen then. And so if you are a time master mage who so we said goldilocks exactly if you're a time master mage you're doing your work you're reading your research your your guys are scribing things and then you find out an entire party of adventurers is sleeping in your bedroom what are you going to do and what they're going to do is they're going to have he's going to have a couple of his you know he's not going to let them rest for one it's like two hours it's time for tea right and you know what they really thought they were going to be able to sleep nine hours in his room and he wouldn't know some of his automatons show up big powerful automatons show up and they start hacking through the wall and then one of the then he smiles and he throws a ball which i refer to as a time ball a time ball is like a fireball but instead of fire it twists and i I'll be honest cuz you know me if you if you're familiar with me and my work I'm a I'm a softy. I'm having trouble with the philosophy, the killer philosophy of the Scarlet Citadel. If you are a killer DM with players who want to like really suffer then this is your adventure. But if you're like me and you're a big softy and you just want to watch the characters do awesome stuff, you're going to do softy things. And the softy thing I did is I would of course have the characters take 28 points of time twist damage where like you are ripped and twisted in time, but that would have wiped them all out because they were really, really low. Instead I had it teleport them six hours in the past in a different level of the dungeon. So they are now one level lower and they, they are actually, let's see, I need to bring up my, doo-doo-doo. bring up my Owlbear Rodeo. I haven't launched Owlbear Rodeo in a long time. Owlbear should be perfectly fine by the way with all of this Watsy bullshit. Because they don't use D&D rules at all. Lucky them. It's kind of nice that I use Albert. I'm using Albert 2.0 that shows, that lets me kind of save this state so I know like what sort of things. Why is Old Chuck there? Old Chuck doesn't need to be there. I wonder why I dropped Old Chuck on there. Old Chuck's from a whole other campaign. So we have, that was level one. Here is, I think this is level two. Yeah, this is the level where like all the stuff happened. Let's see. Close that, close that. Close that so we can, we can just look at maps. So all of the right-hand side of this map is now being overtaken by slime stuff, and they know it. There's still some safe passages that they could go to to make their way out of the dungeon, but that time has passed. So then what happened is this is where all the time travel stuff was going on, this lower left, lower left region. Where's my laser pointer? This whole area here. And when they got time balled, here's K- K- Kagoth Z is right here. And when Kagoth Z time-balled them by throwing, this is where they were trying to rest. He, He has these clockwork guardians that were kicking their ass. He threw the time ball in, they blew up, and then they teleported down here, right? This area, they teleported one level lower, which is down. And now they're one level lower. They don't know where they are. They don't know what's going on. I didn't drop a bunch of force damage on them. I, you know, maybe I'll hint that like, you know, they could have taken a bunch of force damage. But then they looked up and they saw themselves six hours earlier teleporting with everybody on a big fight and getting in a fight with the Myrmidon and then disappearing through time. So they're actually six hours in the past, which is interesting, but they're also like a hundred feet b- b- below. So they can't really do anything about that. But it's like, isn't it kind of fun that they've actually, you know, that they're, they're kind of in the past. So this is where the game starts. I don't think... So let's get our show notes for today is the 15th we have two characters two four characters that are in and two are out bart i think is in garble is out skrink is out mez sister malarkey dorn and bart are all in so we have four characters today that should actually be kind of nice because it's easier to kind of you know it, it means that there's more screen time for four characters and then, then, then six so it means a little bit more might get done so doing a quick review of the characters we have bart played by jay is a gear forged bard and diplomat he's always of the mind all of his characters are always of the if they could be turned they could be a powerful ally i think he's very much like c-3po a little bit like c-3po we have doran Greycastle. castle is a shade taking over the body of another person his shade form actually came from a whole different world and is kind of looking for like where to go whenever he feels like the pull of undead it always feels comfortable to him so there's there's like you know the the, the, the dust lands call to him is kind of a, a, a big a big act we have mez mez is a perfume parfumier in the, in a month i have not figured out how to pronounce perfumier. frost fighter who is trying to make sure that dorn's the, the original body that Dorn now inhabits is not going to fall apart too much and needs to be laid to rest but is also generally there to try to help the dead find the right passage and there's a lot of connections to this there might be you know might be some fun sort of draw here system larky jones is a, a, a warlock and cleric of uh, weird weaver uh, definitely a being of chaos being who kind of rolls the dice to see where what directions go and a big follower of skrink and so those are the four characters that we have in today's in today's game so so they teleport, they got hit by a time ball and they teleported. So here's here's the tricky bit that I'm into. Here's here's you know this is like am I forcing things to go a certain way a little bit. Cuz they don't have any resources. They're totally dry on resources. They've burned everything out. There is and there's not a great opportunity to take a short rest or a long rest especially where they are. Now, if you read the book about this section. What page was it? 68? Yeah, there it is. The section that they're in is known as the dwarven barracks. Let's bring my other, let's bring my other little map so I can I can kind of see what's going on. I bring my window down here. So the dwarven barracks are overtaken mostly by trollkin. And the way that they describe the way that the the adventure describes it is that there are these bands of trollkin and they have lich, lich hounds and actual trolls. And then there's some dire bear that are going around here. And the idea is it's a very dynamic, like this, this area, which you can see here, is a very dynamic area. A lot of different things going on. It is definitely of dwarven construction. This is probably a good secret that we can, that we can write out. So the dwarven barracks were built by the dwarves back during the construction of the Scarlet Citadel dwarves resided here instead of in red tower to help deal with the friction between the dwarves and the people of red tower so one of the things that they talk about is that like you should you know and it constantly reinforces this like you should be pushing them to the edge all the time like do not go easy on them right do not if they're overconfident capture them you know that do not do not be nice but boy, I've already not been nice. <laughs> They're due for some upward beats. Even though it's been a month, they've still had a lot of downward beats. And I want to give them some options. So the, the, here's the real trick that I wanna figure out. And that trick is, if I get my little laser pointer, right over here, do I have a way to settings? I don't know how to set that. How do I set my color? There we go, we'll use red. Red's a good color. So right over here, does that show up on the, so over in this area here is an exit, another exit to the citadel. It is a cross, they go up this and they can find a rackety rickety stairwell that leads all the way out and they can go home and they can rest and they can buy their stuff and they can, you get involved in other things and then come back down right here. And my trick is how do I get them from here to here? Without getting killed by a bunch of trollkin, I'm not sure, and that is the 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 tough the tough spot that I am that I'm that I'm left with today. There's that crazy big hallway that's filled with traps. One thing that I could do, which might be kind of fun, is so here's an option. I'm just gonna throw it out. What if a trollkin is taking one of the baby lich hounds for walkies and just opens up the door without thinking about it and is walking around and the little baby lich hound is doing its business and then the trollkin like looks over and sees the characters and it's only a single trollkin and if the characters can kind of grab up the trollkin and question them like not it's like a non-hostile trollkin and they can learn about this level and they can learn about the exit and they can learn about stuff before they have to, and then give them some options on how they're going to, on how they're going to go. Is that, would that be a fun, would that be a fun encounter? Sort of like, you know, this is one of those, like the true, the, 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 the two bandits, right? You know, what could go wrong with that? I'm not sure. I think, I think that might be okay. So let's go, let's see. I need my random tables. Let's get a name for this Trollkin. Samson Tallmaster, Samson Amson Talltalker. A weaker Trollkin is taking uh, what is a fun name for a baby lich hound. Paley, goose thumb, goose paw, baby lich, lich for walkies. Fumble paws. That's pretty good. So that's not a bad strong start. They can learn that just to the north is an exit from the citadel to a monument above uh that could be fun i think last week did i come up with a my I mean, last session it wasn't last week but i think i might have had a location already glyph haunted mausoleum of volund the god of earth and fire which is the hidden entryway so instead of rolling randomly i could just grab that one again i thought I, I thought i remembered that the a lich hound doodle <laughs> that the exit led to level three area 301 so what do they know? Large, how many different Trollkin are here? I think it says, three Trollkin reavers, two shaman, 20 grunts, eight lich hounds, and four dire owl bears. So there's about 25 four dire owlbears in the Dwarven ruins. An agent of, so let's see. These are all things that they could end up learning from an, an agent of Gellert the gruesome, named Immorta the debased, comes here sometimes. The troll can leave her alone, because she she's dangerous, and her master is even more so. Where do they go? So let's see. Go back to our map here. The where's the downward 318? This 318. 318 connect to? That's another surface tunnel. Sturdy door set into the south wall of the tunnel, a couple dozen paces, James leads to area 319 in the Cackling Caverns. So, this is like a three map. Man, this dungeon is huge. And do I have a map for the Cackling Caverns? Is that it? I don't think that's it. Whoops. It is it. It's, that turns sideways. That's not helpful. So, there are some caverns to the southeast that the troll can avoid. And that's really the further exit, I think. And that's what leads to this. It's interesting because it's like this whole level. Do I have this twice? It looks like I got this map on here twice. All these levels are like connected. Whoops. I mean, they're they're connected horizontally instead of vertically. But I think I've got this one here twice. I think I'm going to delete one of these. Yep. That's handy. How do I delete it? Delete. It didn't seem to work. Whatever, if it's because I was on it. Here it goes. Okay. So that's it's interesting to try to figure out how all these maps connect because like if we go back to the front of the module so that was page what just so i remember 78 there is a this guy and it makes it look like those caverns and maybe they are maybe like they they do go kind of below like this is the library this is where they ended up and on the right hand side in the middle that's all the dwarven stuff and then i guess they go down the caverns to this area so it's kind of below it doesn't feel like it's below i guess it's below enough right and then they have, yeah, they have the caverns and they have the waterway and then they have the area below. So yeah, what'd I say, 78. So I'm gonna say that the Trollkin, or at least our Trollkin person has said like, do not, do not go that way. So what are they doing here? So they have, there's some other areas that I think they avoid, right? The Shrine of Volund is 315. So they might be told to avoid that. They have crossbow traps. You'd think in three weeks, I would have bothered to read this. You would be wrong. A lot of great stuff. A lot of cool loot. So the way it's supposed to be is that 30, let's see. So 301 is the entry hall. And that one has a an actual exit. There's a big spiral staircase, 140 feet to the surface. Grand Larder is 30. So I think like the a way that they, oh, the, let's see. Who's in the Grand Larder? Okay. Dwarf store, most of supplies here. Troll can do the same. So it seems like the safe passage might be 304, 305, 302, 301. Right, so the, the question is, how many people might they run into? So Grand Larder looks like it might be open. Three o five breached workroom. The area, so it's barred because they don't want people to be able to get through. But maybe you know they can slide a thing, they can get through. Three o four is the room they're in. That's the armory, and then three o three is trapped. And there would be trollkin here if they were being expected, but they're not expected. And it's got gas, and it's got nasty Trollkin stuff. Really bad. So I think, let's see, where were where the Trollkin normally hanging out? This, this, uh, this tomb is kind of fun. Some good loot. That is 308. Can't always find these rooms. 307. Oh, the, yeah, these tombs back here. So those tombs are probably left alone. They're scary. Working on our secrets and clues. Is there anything else that needs to, he picked up. There's a bunch of tombs. Area 306. Let's take a look at that. Whoops. Attacked workroom. They repair weapons here. Nothing really. Tomb of Heroes. With some treasure. That's cool. Thor's Shrine. The Gauntlet. 310. So what's that murderous corridor? I think that's that that one to the right. That'll come out of the passageway from that northeast side. So that would be. Here. And that way we can avoid this one so I can tell them, like that, you know, the gauntlet is to the right. It's where they lure bad people. And the nice thing is that that would also deal with the fact that the, it was barred, right? Grand Hall is the primary living space, okay? That's 11, right? He likes fighting in corridors. Where are the Dire owl bears? Oh, 317 is the Dire owl bear stable. So the the Trolkin have a stable of trained dire owlbears. One of them got lost a few months ago, but the Trollkin never found it. One secret is like, who are the leaders of the Trollkin? I saw some names. There's so much text in this thing. Let's find out more about these two. Brynyar and Gidya. Here we go. Here's a secret. Some valuable information here that the characters might learn. Oh, what was our new tool? I've got a new tool. Where is it? Remove line breaks, check this out. It still didn't get over to all the line breaks. Why did that not work? I was so excited. Got rid of almost all of them. Nope, not quite. So that's good. That looks good too. Yay, that worked. So that's good on secret Scene-wise, so we have meeting Samgen and Fumble Paws. Sneaky escape to the surface stairwell. The mausoleum of Valund. Who guards the mausoleum? Let's find a cool Tome of Beasts 3 monster. Oh, we have a, uh, uh, let's see. If we go to Cobalt Press and we click on their thing here and they have like tools, tools, digital tools, monsters, search monsters. And we want the book. I want to use Tome of Beasts 3 because it's new and cool. I want all of them. And... CR wise, so let's see. Terrain, I guess there's really any, I don't know. I don't know what kind of monster I want. I'd like something that's guarding this, this Tomb of Valund, but I don't know what. I'd like to be big and scary and something that might chase them away. And then maybe they have to come back and defeat it when they're full up to get, you know, true access to the place, probably an undead. Let's, let's, let's go back here and we'll do a type. Undead, I like undead things. And Crys will we'll say four, two, eight. I love the super decimal places. Lake Scourge Lotus, Mummy Pete Mummy, Necrotech Reaver. That looks kind of cool, Necrotech Reaver. I like that. Necrotech Thunderer, Old Salt, a Vampire Vanguard, a Zombie Void Claw. Zombie Void Claws or CR7s. Let's try that Necrotech Reaver. Let's see what that's like. That looks cool. Kind of fun. Sure. I'll put that on monsters. And the Necrotech Reaver is on page 288. Cool. A treasure will just go within them. There's a lot of treasure in the book, so we're not going to worry about that. And then they'll return to, let's see, to Red Tower and rela- and some downtime. And then return to the Citadel. They still have to defeat agoth Z. That's still, you know, a big quest thing that they've got. They need to defeat Immorta, and they need to defeat Gellert. Those are their big quests that they've got. So, I've reviewed the characters. I've got a strong start. I've got some scenes. I've got secrets and clues. I've got some fantastic locations. I've got NPCs. I've got some monsters. I'm not gonna worry about treasure. And I am ready to go. So I think we will call it there. So I wanna thank everybody for hanging out with me today Where I prepared for my game. If you enjoyed this show and you want more stuff from me, please subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. You get a weekly RPG-related email sent directly to your inbox, as well as a free adventure generator PDF. You can pick up my books on the Sly Flourish bookstore. Link to that is in the show notes below. Or you can join the Sly Flourish Patreon where you get access to all kinds of exclusive material, tips, tricks, video previews, Discord channels, all different kinds of great stuff. The monthly Patreon Q&A. You can join the Patreon in the show notes below. So thank you all very much. Have a great day and get out there and play a role-playing game.